This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Well, let's see. What should we talk about on the radio today? Mm, yeah, nothing big in the news. Nothing nah, big going on nah. today. Uh, just, yeah, so John, John Jackson, this is good because usually when you come in here, we have way too much to talk about. We get so many great phone calls. We never cover everything. But since today is such a sleepy, quiet news day, <laughs> we can talk about quilting contests. We can talk about you know the baked goods that you can find down the street. Nice casual day today, huh? What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing going on out there. I mean, I've only got a, a whole notebook full of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, let's start with liberal Senator John Tester. Our friends at KJJR Radio sent out a great tweet here uh, from Laura Ingram. Uh, you know, Laura Ingram used to be on the radio in this time slot on KJJR, but then uh, she doesn't do a radio show anymore. So thankfully, we get a chance to talk with our friends in the Flathead uh, uh, during this 8 o'clock hour. But uh, Laura Ingram has had a, had a great point here. She was sharing a story from the Hill, and and it was a it was a story in the Hill that was trying to make it look like oh John Tester, he's he's a swing vote. He you know he's kind of like Joe Manchin. And Laura Ingram summed it up very well. She says election season is coming, so reliable Biden supporter John Tester pretends to be a swing vote. No, I saw that when it came out yesterday on the Hill, and it's just laughable. You mean you say, oh yeah, now oh, John Tester, who's who's of course been in the pocket of the left 100% ever since he's been in office. Now, the year before his re-election, he's a make-or-break vote for Biden's agenda. He's a he's an even-handed moderate who would be looking at Let me tell you something, uh, Aaron. The only thing make-or-break about John Tester are the buttons on that, on that shirt he's always wearing because you just that those things are going to take out somebody's eye one day. I'm telling you right now. I knew there was going to be some food related <laughs> food related angle to this one here. But yeah, I saw this I saw this headline John Tester who by the way if, if you're if you're driving through Montana right now and you're wondering who is John Tester? He's the liberal senator from Montana who pretends to be a moderate when it's election year. Uh, but there was this headline, yeah, uh, John Tester could become do or die vote in Senate that halts Biden's legislative agenda. The Daily Caller had the best headline of the day. Despite media claims, Democrat Senator John Tester votes with Joe Biden more than 99% of the time. Well, I saw a, a great um, comment the other day on Twitter that I hadn't thought of. And it was a Montana voter. And he said, well, look out for 24 because now Tester doesn't have the Bullock machine backing him up like he had in 2018. And, of course, you know, that's big. Yeah, uh, not not that Bullock was the machine himself, but he had all these political staffers on the state payroll that then he could then leverage to prop up other Democrat campaigns and candidates and issues. They don't have that anymore. Yeah, you know, you were talking about John Tester and how phony he is and how he is one of the most reliable votes for the radical left. He's kind of like the, uh, I mean, give this guy a buffalo horn <laughs> helmet. He's, the shaman? He's the shaman. John Tester. Tester is the shaman for the radical left. I mean, but keep your shirt on, though, John. Yeah, uh, please. Yeah, please. It, keep that shirt it was on. bad yeah. enough when QAnon shaman guy was traipsing through the Capitol when he was being escorted by the Capitol Police and they were opening doors for him. We don't need you running through the Capitol with your shirt off either. Securing America. Another Republican congressional delegation visited the southern border Monday to highlight the lack of security there. 
Texas Congressman Tony Gonzalez led the group. Here in Texas, uh, we used to look out for rattlesnakes. Now we look out for the cartel. Gonzalez said Democrats are now the party of illegal immigration and that it's time for real, tangible solutions. Congresswoman Maria Salazar of Florida had this frustrated reaction. It's impossible to believe that the cartels and the organized crime has better manpower, has better equipment, has better infrastructure than the Border Patrol. Gonzalez added that the group visited a center where thousands of unaccompanied children who crossed the border are being held, and he says being forgotten. You know they've been through hell and back, uh, and their, their hell in many cases is just starting. The Biden administration. 6 or visit jsecbillings.org. That's jsecbillings.org. Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, for, for those who weren't in on the uh, on the joke here, obviously there is a lot to talk about this morning, uh, especially when it comes to January 6th. You know, every January 6th, the Democrats and their media mouthpieces love to have their annual January 6th celebration now because they have benefited from January 6th. Well, now we, we know why they didn't want you to see the full footage. We know why they didn't want you to see the tapes uh, that Tucker Carlson released last night, which, paint, which paints a much different picture uh, as to what happened and, and backs up a lot of what we heard on this show when Montanans were calling us who were there in Washington, D.C. when all this took place. They were outside the Capitol. The, the Montanans we spoke with on the on the show did not even go inside the Capitol, but, but the video footage that's now being released uh, backs up what many of them were telling us at the time, that there were instigators there that were trying to instigate a riot. Uh, and anyway, so we'll, we'll talk about that here with John Jackson in studio with us here in this uh, 8 o'clock hour of the show. But first, let's sneak in one of your phone calls. We got Francis in Big Fork first up on the phone lines. How you doing, Francis? Okay. I just wanted to thank all our guys in Washington that have to put up with liberals and, and in Helena. They, they must at times just want to pull their hair out. But in Tester, we've got to get rid of him. It's absolutely essential. That's right. You know what we should do, uh, Francis, the, the Montana GOP should should get you on a speaking tour list, and they should send you to every Lincoln-Reagan Day dinner in this state for the next year to just go after John Tester and call this liberal guy out. I would love to if I wouldn't quit breaking things, like <laughs> shoulders and tendons. And <laughs> I hear you there. Yeah. Well, well God bless you. thank you for that thought. I don't think I'm that good. <laughs> well, God bless you, Francis. Thanks so much for calling in. No, uh, yeah, no, great, great phone call there from Francis in Big Fork. I don't, I don't know if you heard... The uh, the call from Jerry Schillinger, he's a representative out of Circle, Montana. He had the line of the day yesterday where he said, talking about the legislature and, and with what Francis just had to say there, he's, he said the Democrats in Helena, they want us to play make-believe. It's like when you're a kid, you're playing make-believe. 
They want us to believe that boys can become girls and that girls can become boys, and they want us to believe that these judges are nonpartisan. What a great line. I was very, very happy to see last week, and I sent you the tweet, that that sheriff's first bill died a glorious death. I mean, got crushed 60-some to uh, against to 30-some for. Very happy to see. And Bill Mercer, <coughs> the representative, he had a great line in that, and he said, hey, if we go down this road, it's going to be a short trip. <laughs> And he's absolutely right. Yeah, interesting. And so, yeah, you were talking about, so she was talking about, you know, kind of the crazy folks on the left. So that's that was a bill where you thought folks on the right would push things too far yeah, in yeah. the state legislature. And thank yeah. goodness they didn't, yeah. Yeah, and, and the point that I made on the show yesterday, which preceded uh, Jerry's remarks, is that it's interesting that when you look at the Montana legislative session so far, here we are at halftime during this transmittal break, what's defined the session so far? At least in my book, it's... You've, the big picture is Republicans deliver over a billion dollars in tax relief to all Montanans. The Democrats, meanwhile, were dragging drag queens to the Capitol so they can target kids. Well, and what they do, because they know they're in the super minority, what they're, what they're trying to do is be the most outrageous, um, obstructionist type of people they can, rather than contributing anything to it. They're also trying to get their little pet projects, you know, stuck in all this money that they're going to spend because they're, what's the latest now? They, there's over like $1.4 billion out there that they're going to try and spend. Guarantee the Democrats are trying to get their little projects in well the too. surplus alone was around two billion dollars right. right just in the surplus alone uh yeah crazy all right well let's uh, sneak in another caller here before the next break elizabeth in three forks listen in uh, to kmms great to hear from you elizabeth hey good morning how are you doing aaron doing great thanks for the call hey the reason i want to call my husband and i are both veterans we both joined the service when we were rather young, so therefore when we retired, we were rather young. Um, John Tester got our attention back in 2013 when he and all the Democrats in the Senate voted to cut our retirement benefits. And that was in 2013, and it was a, uh, a bill that was a bipartisan budget act in 2013. And he voted to reduce our cost of living allowance. And the, uh, the American Legion, the DFW, all sorts of organizations got together, and it was voted down later. But John Tester actually voted to reduce veteran benefits for retirees. And yet he so, tries to he tries to use veterans as uh, reelection pawns. He he'll he'll do a special favor for one or two veterans here and there, and then and then he'll try to use them as pawns to show up in campaign commercial. When when we're seeing what's happening to veterans health care right now, it's on a nosedive because of of the Biden administration and and policies coming out of John Tester. Absolutely. When my husband and I first joined, we were told we would have medical and dental benefits for the rest of our lives. It has been whittled away. I am now paying premiums for TRICARE, which I never had for years, and this has developed in the last two years. Yeah, interesting. The last two years when he's been in charge, when they've been in charge. Uh, John Jackson, there's a headline, Great Falls Tribune. Tester discusses alarming number of issues with military health care. Uh, yeah, that's under your watch, buddy. 
you bear the responsibility, right? Hey, he just offends me in every way possible. Where in his... That's 800-508-6108. All investments involve risk, including losses. Past performance does not guarantee future results. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right, we do want to get to the uh, January 6th uh, surveillance footage that was released last night on Tucker Carlson's program. Elon Musk even weighing in and weighing in uh, very strongly. So I'll share that with you here in just a second. But first, uh, John Jackson, uh, let's see. You know, we were talking about liberal Senator John Tester. And, uh, yeah, you brought up how, you know, he, he wears a fancy suit back in Washington. He votes with Joe Biden 99 percent of the time. But then he comes back to Montana, pretends to be this moderate. It's a phony act, throws on the Carhartt jacket, make sure he never cleans it, too, because it's got to look like he's been working all week in the field when he hasn't been until The New York Times shows up with a with a camera guy. Right. But, you know. I think there's something to what Dennison Bozeman has to say here. Uh, the Even the Carhartt jacket is not the symbol that it once was. Uh, he says, remember when Carhartt told their employees to get the shot or get fired? He says, I do, and I no longer buy Carhartt products. That's what Dennison Bozeman had to say. Well, so you got to combine the Carhartt with the tractor. You got to have the shot where you're out on on your tractor, acting like you're doing some work out there on the ranch. You know, okay, get the shot, boys, get the shot. Eh, eh, you know, if it, what I was telling you at the break is what, being from the South, what really offends me is when I see some of these Southern politicians do their Southern accent and really just like lay it on thick, and <laughs> their leftist hacks. It just offends me so bad to hear that accent coming out of such a, a fraud like Brian Kemp. I was going to say because. You're a Southerner, and I never detect, you know, unless you're like Hillary Clinton, and then when you show up at the Southern Church, all of a sudden you lay it on thick. <laughs> oh, uh, let me tell you, all, all of my relatives talk like Larry the Cable Guy. So, I mean, I, I can do that. It really, and I can do that anytime I want to, Aaron. That's right. That's right. Well, bless your little heart. All right. <laughs> let's get to January 6th. Miranda Devine from the New York Post had this to say last night. The truth about January 6th, now that Speaker Kevin McCarthy has released capital surveillance footage from that day to Tucker Carlson. The Democrats' dishonest narrative has been demolished. Rick Grinnell, former ambassador, uh, Rick Grinnell, the D.C. media failed America again. They allowed congressional leaders to institute an investigative committee of Congress that contained no dissenting voices. They didn't critique the process. They celebrated it. And shame on Maggie Haberman from the New York Times. He says the Tucker Carlson videos are infuriating. Uh, But I've got it here somewhere. I I had this tweet in front of me. Uh, Elon Musk even weighed in. I'll share that in a second. But first, I know folks want to hear your thoughts as well. Yeah, my and I've got a different take on all of this, Aaron, because you, you saw on Tucker last night, we've been here for a couple of years now, about how the Capitol Police just escorted everybody around and they let everybody in. And, and people take that as a big part of the conspiracy. I'm telling you right now, it was not. What happened was they were overrun. 
And they knew with their small numbers, they could not contain this crowd anymore. So the order came out over the radio, guys, stand down, contain, let them in, just walk around with them, see what you can do about you know, not letting them destroy things, but just stand down. That's what happened here. I can see that because, you know, if, if, if you're uh, being overwhelmed, uh, then at that point, you just have to try to, to, to calm the situation down. Although with this, that goofball QAnon shaman character guy. Uh, why were they opening doors and unlocking doors? I mean, it's it's one thing if you're just trying to to calm down the situation. It's another thing when you're actually opening doors for people. Just like how some of the video footage shows shows officers waving waving people into the Capitol and motioning them in. Well, I saw one clip that came out a week or so ago. It was a uh, black Capitol Hill police officer, and he was really mad. And he was telling his fellow officers, we've been set up. They sent us out here with no backup, and now we're screwed. And I think that was the deal. The deal was, guys, stand down, just let them go where they want, try to keep them from not destroying things. You know, that that was was the order that came down to all of them over the radio. So here's how Tucker Carlson, uh, how he starts to set up. Uh, If you go to twitter.com slash Aaron Flint or go to uh, the Joker's uh, Twitter page as well, at PVT Joker US, Private Joker US, you can watch the full monologue from Tucker Carlson and the footage last night as well but here's a in part how he kind of opened up what he uh took away is uh, is the big moments uh, from the footage that they've been able to view but it turns out there's quite a bit of video you haven't seen and that video tells a very different story about what happened on january 6th more than forty thousand hours of surveillance footage from in and around the capitol have been withheld from the public and once you see the video you'll understand why Taken as a whole, the video record does not support the claim that January 6th was an insurrection. In fact, it demolishes that claim. All right. Now, later on uh, in that same monologue, Tucker Carlson also very clearly uh, calls out uh, the nut jobs who did riot that day and who did uh, who did clash with law enforcement and who did cause destruction, broke down windows. So he does very clearly point out and, uh, you know, that side of the story. But what he says is all of this other video evidence shows all of these other people, just like the hundreds of thousands of people outside who peacefully protested that never even entered the Capitol in the first place. But even then, so many of the people that did enter the Capitol simply were, were motioned in and welcomed in by some of the very same uh, Capitol law enforcement, and then they peacefully, orderly walked through the Capitol. And that, so it becomes very clear why the Democrats and the Soviet-style show trial January 6th committee did not want us to see this footage. What I want to know, and it's not even knowable right now with with Biden in the White House. You'd have to have a Republican president. I want to know how many federal snitches and federal, actually federal employees were undercover in that crowd instigating this thing like that guy Epps. Like Ray Epps, yeah. yeah. And, and, and then how many how many orders were given out to um, um, not have extra security there, not have the National Guard there? I, those are things that I want to know that I think play into. Well, we already know this. that. We already know that D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser rejected additional National Guard troops to be there to provide additional security, so she left Capitol uh, Law Enforcement hanging. We know that uh, Nash, uh, that Nancy Pelosi was in charge of Capitol Security because she's in charge of the, the House Sergeant at Arms. And, and they did not uh, support additional security being present that day. And then we know what? 
qui bono, that Latin phrase, who benefits? Who has benefited from January 6th? The very people who rejected the additional law enforcement and security presence that day. Well, the other people, the other thing, how many of the people in that crowd were also Antifa BLM operatives? Because they have those reports of they they. Um, witnesses saw people go to a certain spot and change into MAGA outfits before they went to the Capitol. Yeah, and what's so despicable about that Ray Epps guy? So he was an undercover Fed. Now, you're a retired federal law enforcement officer, so you have great respect for uh, those who do their jobs and do their jobs well and, and follow their oath, right? This guy is wearing, like, a Marine Corps camouflage type of, of shirt, and he's wearing Trump hats. Now, it's one thing if you're an undercover Fed who's just trying to get information and trying to monitor potential, you know, some of these these wackos, right? But it's quite another thing when you're the wacko actually instigating the rioting and instigating the violence. And that's what these tapes show is that Ray Epps lied under under oath and he he was still there when he claimed that he wasn't still there. So so uh, very damning evidence against him. And yeah, who else was there? That's the stuff that I want to know. And that's, those are the things, if they came out, would probably uh, kill all the criminal cases that are being, <laughs> are being taken against the January 6th people right now. If you knew, Because it's almost entrapment. You could almost make a case for entrapment if the feds themselves instigated this and allowed it to happen. Yeah, good, good point. All right, uh, let's go to Jim in Great Falls. He wants to weigh in on John Tester's Carhartt jacket. Jim, thanks for the call. What's going on? Well, you know, Tester's got his car heart, and he drives a truck. And so to identify the native Montanans here, real men wear filson, not Carhartt. Carhartt is junk out here in the, the ranch farm world. So put on a filson, get in your pickup, and get to your truck to go to work. So flip-flop and walrus, you just keep up that Carhartt and drive your truck. We know the difference. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, it was funny. I was talking with a, a lady from Iowa yesterday, and she said, you know, in Iowa, we call everybody farmers. But Aaron, you just said farmers and ranchers. What's the difference? And, and so Oh, anyway, but she's like, okay, that well, that makes sense. That makes sense because there well, is a difference in Montana. You bet, because farmers, you know, they kind of made them welfare farmers with all this corn and everything. So you kind of got to draw a line there on all them that go east because they get the corn subsidies and everything. Now the ranchers are paying them for death loss, so they're sucking them in to be welfare ranchers too. So I mean, put on Filson, drive a pickup, and don't take the government check. Manage <laughs> properly, and you might survive. All right. Jim's probably checking on cows right now as we speak, just like uh, he was the last time he called into the show, and it was about 20 below zero. So uh, if you need to do a ride-along, uh, uh, John, I'm sure Jim would be happy to host you there in, uh, in Great Falls. Yeah. You know what he reminded me of just now? He's absolutely right dead on. Is what you and I experienced at the SHOT Show, remember? We're sitting there doing the show, and in breaks, we see these guys walking by, and you know, you just can't, you take one instant look at them, what they're wearing, what, what shoes they have, what jacket they have. You're like, okay, law enforcement, uh, military, uh, tack guy, a SWAT guy. You know, you know just by looking at their clothes. And so, and sometimes with ranchers, too, you can yeah. tell. Well, that's like Deb Greeno. Deb Greeno is this rodeo legend, right? He's just such a great guy. Uh, he's He hangs out with our buddy Billy Beatty from BD Equipment Services. And uh, you can tell he's the real deal cowboy, that he's not just playing uh, I was watching Yellowstone playing dress-up guy. Because when he meets a lady... 
he takes that hat off and, oh, yeah. and he pulls that off and says, nice to meet you, ma'am. He did the same thing. We we're at the front desk of the radio station. And I said, hey, uh, Nikki down the hall, I said, hey, have you met this rodeo legend, De- you know, Deb Greeno and Billy Beatty? And 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 Deb's just got his little, you know, he's just got a little. You would have thought he was a farmer now because he had a different style ball cap on. He pulled that ball cap off, too. Nice to meet you, ma'am. You know, that's that's old school manners right there. Yeah. So how about Deb Greeno for the United States Senate instead of this uh, phony moderate uh, John Tester? All right. Uh, let's see. Jerry Schillinger in circle. All right. Great. I'm glad he's calling back today because we had uh, such a limited amount of time with him yesterday. Looks like he wants to talk about a little bit more about the tax rebates. So stand by. Representative Jerry Schillinger will get to you first right after this. Yeah, Commissioner McGinley in Beaverhead County, he's been a county commissioner now for 23 years. But he said he's seen the most change in that role in the last three years alone. Uh, Just because of all of the change, COVID-19, all of the refugees that are fleeing to Montana from these failed blue states and much more. If you want to hear more about my conversations in Dillon, check out our podcast from the 6 a.m. hour on the Montana Talks app. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Uh, We got a message here from Tim in St. Ignatius. Uh, What can we do to free these political prisoners from the D.C. gulags? Are there Montanans that are part of this January 6th uh, charade? Uh, Yes, there are, Tim. In fact, actually, when I was in Dillon on Saturday night, I didn't mention this yesterday because I want to get more of the backstory. I want to see if we can get the attorney or family member on the show. But I actually met the mom. uh, of uh, of one of them uh, on, on Saturday in in Beaverhead County, Montana, and so anyway, of, of a young man who is still being held uh, as a result of January sixth. Uh, I previously, when I, when I've seen other uh, stories in the news, I've I've reached out to to the lawyers uh, to see if the lawyers uh, representing these individuals would join us on the show. But I think I, I it sounds like most of them are are choosing to stay out of the the public limelight at least doing doing uh interviews uh, for example so but i have reached out uh so uh, that that option for 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 them to join us on the radio show is available uh but uh, great question uh, tim and saint ignatius here's what elon musk the owner of twitter the founder of spacex and tesla had to say besides misleading the public they withheld evidence for partisan political reasons that sent people to prison for far more serious crimes than they committed. That is deeply wrong, legally and morally. Uh, John, I've said this since day one. Look, look for any of those that were attacking law enforcement and, and were uh, attacking our capital and violently rioting, they should be held accountable. Just like the BLM rioters should be held accountable. But, but obviously there's, there's a different standard here in America. Well, what I've been saying, that's the exact same thing I've been saying on Twitter for three years now. And the message is three words. I don't care. 
I don't care about January 6th at all. You know why, Aaron? Because I've sit here and watched since 2016 the shock troops for the left of Antifa and BLM burn our cities, riot, murder police officers while they are enabled, supported, and bailed out of jail by Democrats. When they start caring about that, I'll care about January 6th. Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a really good point. And, and that was something I said early on, too. Oh, oh, all of a sudden, now that, now that you in Washington feel threatened, oh, now you care about rioters and looters. But when, they were, when there were rioters and looters burning down America, you didn't care. When they were targeting law enforcement officers at the federal, cor- uh, federal courthouse in Portland, Oregon, you didn't care. I mean, all across this country, they didn't care. And Kamala Harris was raising the bail money to get the rioters out of jail, and, and they didn't care. Hey, uh, John, um, before I get to Representative Jerry Schillinger here in Circle, uh, you said something to me during the break, because uh, knowing that we were going to talk more about these uh, tax rebates from the state legislature, Tell me again what what you said during the break. Yeah, once again, Aaron, I'm going to be the turd in the punch bowl and tell you that I've heard a, a, a plan from these from bad these, the, the Republican legislature about giving us one billion dollars of of this surplus back. But I'm being told that there's two point four something billion in there. Well, I don't. That, I'm sorry, I'm not happy about that. I want all of it back, every bit of it. Government needs to give us our money back. It's not their money; it's ours. Yeah. You know what? I think actually Representative Schillinger would would probably agree with you there. I don't know. Jerry Schillinger now on the phone with, with us. What do you, what do you think? Are are you with John Jackson here? Where it's like, okay, great, you're giving us uh, part of our money back, but I want more of my money back. What's your thoughts, uh, Jerry? Well, John, I want you in the legislature. <laughs> <laughs> we um, actually uh, just an update on some of your numbers here is that. We've so far voted to return about $755 million, which is $480 million of income tax, about $275 million in personal property tax rebates. But that's less than 25% of what's projected right now to be part of that over-collection by the end of the biennium. Uh, current, current numbers are relatively conservative numbers are $3.25 billion by June 30th, that will be over budget tax collections for the current biennium. So we've got a lot of work to do when it comes to returning this money. And and what I hear sitting on appropriations from just about everyone that comes to testify before our committee is we've got this huge surplus, and this is what we need. So that is the uh, constant drumbeat. And unfortunately, uh, plenty on our side on the floor have been voting for big dollar, big government packages because they've got lots of great ideas on how to spend it. And that was the concern when we when we waited until the regular session to start returning this over collection of taxes. Yeah. So, John, we need your uh, your voice up there. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, John, yeah, jump in with a comment or a question back to Representative Schillinger. But I know you know Representative Schillinger and uh, and other lawmakers. Uh, you know, Bill Mercer, another one of them. They they were saying last summer, guys, the the longer we sit on this huge surplus, the more people are going to line up to try to spend your money. Uh, so yeah, your your thoughts on what uh, Representative Schillinger had to say. Thus far. Well, you know, since the Tea Party went away and you know in 2010, 2012, now we have as as conservatives, we have lost 
all perspective on any kind of, of budgetary restraint, of fiscal restraint. Now we're just trying to we're trying to spend just like we're Democrats, now on different things, but we're trying to spend that money and we need to get back to that. We are the party of less government, less taxes. Give us our money back. It's ours. It's not yours. Set, setting that three billion dollars in front of a, a room full of politicians is like sitting down a, a bag full of crack in front of a bunch of addicts. I mean, it's you know, it's just you know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, Representative Schillinger, I, you know, it, to me, too, it, I mean, is, is there even like a trigger bill that you guys could put into effect that says, okay, if one year from now, if two years from now, we, we, we still have this surplus, we continue, because Montana's population expanded by 1% last year, so we've got a lot more taxpayers now in Montana as well, so the money, I think, is going to keep flowing in, what, you know, but what, what we hear from a lot of our callers and listeners is, hey, we keep hearing about this big, massive surplus, so why are you still taxing my social security why are you still taxing military pensions what if we even did a trigger bill that would say okay if if recent trends continue there's a trigger in effect that will do away with those with those taxes yeah great question aaron and uh, a number of things actually uh, so far this session we we've reduced the top income tax rate by another half percent so that will be going forward which that will reduce state revenues by about 150 million dollars per year according to projections um, we've reduced the amount of personal business equipment ta- uh, property that's subject to tax and made that exemption last session we voted to take the exemption from a hundred thousand to three hundred thousand and now the governor should be signing any day if he hasn't already a bill to increase that to a million dollars so some steps are being taken there uh senator greg hertz i believe is bringing a has a bill in the works that will have a trigger that if we hit a certain number in our reserves the state reserves that from that point forward the money will go back to the taxpayers i think that's modeled after and Oregon law, believe it or not, Oregon has that law, and we don't. Huh. And um, so, so that's an encouraging sign. Now, I still have House Bill 307 that got tabled in committee after uh, some of uh, Bill Mercer's bill actually was moving through the works to return income taxes and property taxes. And um, so that's still tabled, and I, I, I'm going to try and bring that off the table and just update it for uh, some current happening, so we'll no longer reduce bond debt because that's already been taken care of. Yeah, that's right. But and some we'll of the other return measures. More, yeah, yeah, we'll return more income taxes and more property taxes. Well, that's and great. And I would just uh, correct John just a little bit in the, in the broad brush he, he painted us with uh, as far as legislators getting their hands on money. There is still uh, probably 40 or 45 at least House members that believe strongly that this money needs to go back to the people that paid it, this over-collection. I won't seem to say over-collection, over-budget collection of taxes. Well, and, 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 of, those, asking, and of those who are on I, the fence, I know uh, about it, too, about providing more, uh, they're very concerned with what Joe Biden and John Tester are doing to our economy right now. And could we be entering one of those 20-year recessions that they've referred to it? Uh, so that's one of their concerns is uh, holding on to some of that grain in the bin. I know just hearing from some of the, the, the more moderate 
RIP members. Representative Schillinger, great to hear from you. Thanks so much for your time this morning. Uh, John Jackson, your thoughts before we go to the next break. No, he's absolutely right, and I, and I know who some of those people are. We do have a lot of good fiscal and social conservatives here in the Montana legislature. Unfortunately, their voice, their message doesn't get out a lot. It doesn't get out to programs like this. It doesn't get out to the Montana media. You go out right now, ask anybody out there on the street about this surplus. How much of their money is being talked about up there in Helena? They don't know. Yeah, good point. Good point. Hey, uh, earlier I mentioned uh, Billy Beattie and Deb Greeno and BD Equipment Services. If you've got some home improvement projects or you need a big project done on your property, Check them out, bdequipmentblgs.com, bdequipmentblgs.com. Back with Montana Talks, The Joker, and your phone calls right after this. Waking up on the right side. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Joe Biden was out there, I'm going to raise your taxes. And then the rest of it is uh, not if you make under $400,000 a year. However, he didn't say that as of January 1st this year, he raised taxes on oil, gas, and coal to the tune of, of hundreds of billions of dollars and pensions and corporations, $225 billion, I believe. And all of that impacts, you know, if you tax oil, gas, and coal, if you tax pensions, if you tax corporations, again, corporations will pass the cost on to consumers. So he raised taxes on all of us. Then he's back telling us he's not going to raise taxes on people that make less than $400,000 a year. From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's the Sean Hannity Show. Hey, this year you can finally get started on that home makeover that you deserve. Now you can upgrade to sleek new window coverings thanks to our friends at Blinds.com. Right now, save up to 40% off site-wide on premium custom window treatments. And if you need help in your selection, well, talk to a Blinds.com professional design expert. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 40% off site-wide, up to 40% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. This is the Montana Economic Minute. The images of what Europe could have been like this winter, full of people in dark rooms, shivering in the cold, did not come to pass, thankfully. The abrupt and nearly total cutoff of Russian gas to power factories and heat homes raised the fear of shortages. But sky-high prices curtailed consumption, as did the good fortune of having a mild winter. But there was a third event that helped the continent get by, the huge increase in shipments of liquefied natural gas, or LNG, that came from America. What started as a niche business, pushed ahead by gas-rich countries in the Middle East, seeking to deal with their surplus product has gone mainstream with hundreds of billions of dollars invested in specialized ships and terminals to transform LNG into a worldwide trade. That change will permanently change how natural gas prices behave. With more ability to ship gas to wherever it commands a high price, the days of big price differentials in different parts of the world are ending. I'm Patrick Barkey. Brought to you by the University of Montana Bureau of Business and Economic Research. This is where Montana talks. 
Raven Harrison, great to have you here on Montana Talks. Are you kidding? I am so excited to be there. I'm so proud of Montana. If it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't even know about the spy balloon. Well done, Montana. <laughs> <laughs> One of our guys on, on the radio station uh, down the hall from us, you know, on just the top 40 music station, He was, I think he was out having a beer on his back porch in Laurel, Montana, and he looks up and says, uh, what is that? And then does a little story on our website about it. And meanwhile, so did the Billings Gazette uh, photographer, Larry Mayer, and then they publish it, yeah. and we had a story, and all of a sudden, boom, they, they expose, uh, you know, what's going on. I, they, they would have never told us about a spy balloon over our heads if it wasn't for, you know, guys like Michael having a beer on his back porch. That is how it's done. <laughs> Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios, trusted by the Northwest, Montana owned. Online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com. Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. This is where Montana Talks. Yeah, uh, let's see, John Jackson with us here every Tuesday in the 8 o'clock hour. This hour's been moving by so quickly, and uh, John's got a list of stuff we still haven't even gotten to yet. So we're going to keep, uh, we're going to see if uh, John Jackson can j- stick around with us uh, into the 9 o'clock hour of the show as well. We'll keep the phone lines uh, going as well, 294-0970. Uh, let's see, next up on the phone lines, let's go to State Senator Brad Molnar out of Laurel. Senator Molnar, what's going on? Thanks for the call. Oh, so I'd call in. You guys know uh, I've talked about this once or twice, written about it, but we have uh, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars of our retirement uh, funds from our state military and uh, state employees invested in China. And I tried uh, a bill to say we won't do that. It was a little couch. It said, you know, they have to be audited. Well, if you're a military-industrial corporation over there owned and run by the military, they won't let you audit. It's a state secret. And uh, I couldn't get it out of committee. tried twice to blast it. And uh, when I tried it two years ago, they said it'd be too expensive. Of course, it's not. You just buy a different uh, portfolio to replace it. But uh, uh, when the Russian tanks, and we were heavily invested in Russia, when the Russian tanks crossed from Ukraine, it cost us $17 million. Now when we sanction China for supplying uh, war goods to Russia, it will cost us $148 million. I got 14 votes to uh, even discuss it on the floor. Speaking of disgusting, I think that would be it. Interesting. And uh, I haven't found a single person outside of Helena that thinks it's a good idea to have our stocks in the Chinese military-industrial complex. I hear you there. No, great point, Senator Molnar. Yeah, sorry we're short on time. But, uh, yeah, John Jackson, that, that just seems to make sense to me. If we're going to ban woke ESG investments, well, why? I mean, it's a communist Chinese right in line there, right? Oh, absolutely. We should never, ever be investing in our enemies in any way. You know, in, in Russia, China, I, Iran, in the left here in this country, you, we must be voting with our pocketbooks the same way we vote with our hands at the, uh, at the voting booth. Yeah. All right. Next up on the phone lines, Monty in Roundup. Monty, thanks for the call. What's on your mind? Last night on Laura Ingram, she covered a story on how Holland is nationalizing a bunch of land and cutting their livestock by a third. I think we need to address that here and make sure that the federal government and the BLM is out of the state of Montana. If the land is in the state of Montana's borders, it belongs to the state of Montana, not the federal government, before they nationalize it and cut our livestock as well. 
Oh, yeah, that's that story's crazy, isn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, Monty, thanks for flagging that one for us. Uh, since we're, we're So uh, Monty's seen it, but John, I don't know if you saw this. I sent this out via Twitter last night. Lyle Benjamin, uh, who's you know very involved in agricultural organizations here in Montana, he said this, EU agriculture, European Union agriculture, is some of the most productive, healthy, and sustainable in the world, yet the EU government can't see the forest for the trees. And, and he shared a tweet. Uh, these were, I believe, uh, Dutch farmers. Tonight was the last time we milked our cows. After 90 years, we are not allowed to continue because we were labeled a peak polluter. So yeah. that, that, I've been seeing that for about six or nine months now, and they, the government there came out and said, we're seizing like a third of the farmland, and they claimed it was to cut down on fertilizer because of climate change. And I tell you what this is, this is, Aaron, this is just like Sri Lanka. This is that government has been paid off by us and by the EU to implement this, implement this climate lunacy and destroy their own country. Shutting down dairy producers, shutting down farms. Yeah, no, Monty, that's a, that's a very important story. I'm glad you brought that up i'm uh i'm, I'm kind of kicking myself for not bringing it up earlier myself but that's exactly why we like to to get your phone calls breaking news from the new york times two of four americans that were abducted in mexico last week were found dead and two recovered alive according to a mexican official so we'll probably hear more in this uh in this uh, national news update right now john jackson and your phone calls will keep it going into the nine o'clock hour as well Words and